Shomalechem Rabotai, Mishnah Yomi is continuing in the first parak of Bikurim, God willing, finishing the first parak of Bikurim today at Mishnah 11. Hakone, Shlosha Elanot Betoch Shelchavero. Someone buys three trees that are situated in his neighbor's field, in his friend's field, someone else's field. So he doesn't really own the land, but when he buys three trees, it's considered as if he's buying the land under those trees also. So now he can bring the Bikurim and Bikore, because he can say, uh, the, the Adama that I have, the, the land that you've given me, Hashem. Rabbi Meir says, even if he bought two trees on someone else's property, he has property rights to get in there and access his trees. He, has, he might have the rights, his discussion in Bava Batra, if he has the rights to replant the trees once they've dried up or they're, they're, they're not so gishmak anymore. So he has some property rights on the land. He could also be made the Akore, according to Rebbe Meir. Mishnah continues, Kona Elon Vikurkayu, maybe Kore. If he bought an Elon and the sale included the land, so they wrote it into the star or they made the deal, it's not just the tree, but it's the land under it. So now he definitely has rights, according to everyone, to replant the tree on the same land if it withers. Rabbi Hudomer, maybe a Kore, sorry, he brings and he recites Rabbi Hudomer, Af Bale Risot, even sharecroppers, Vechachurut, and renters for a fixed portion of the of the crop, Mevin Vekorin. They can bring and they can recite also, because even though they don't own the land or both sides, they're working the land in order to give up get a percentage. They're the ones involved in the land. So Yehuda considers them as if they have rights to it. And I'm about to say it's an amazing thing. If we go to Eretz Israel, we we can't, we're not always all Zohe to own land in Israel just yet. But if we go to Eretz Israel and we're doing something constructive, and Rabosa, even learning in yeshiva, even davening with kavana, God willing, that's constructive. Those are constructive acts in Eretz Israel. Those, according to Rabbi Yehuda, give you some proprietary interest in Eretz Israel itself. Now let's turn on to the second parak. The second parak, we're going to see, we're going to be comparing Truma and Meiser and Bikurin. So Mishnah Aleph, a Truma Vabikurin. Truma, remember, Truma Gedola is the first 2% given to the Kohanim from the crops in Eretz Yisrael. Chayovin Alehem Mita Vechomesh. A person who's not a Kohen and not from the household of the Kohen who eats these things, he's Chayiv Mita, Mita Bideshemaim, a heavenly bestowed death. We, hopefully, he's going to do tshuva and fix the problem, and, and that won't happen to him. Vechomesh, and pay a fine of a Chomesh, meaning a fifth. And it's a fifth of the total. So if he ate 100 kernels of Truma popcorn, he has to pay back 125. So it's really a 25% tax, meaning you're adding a fifth of the total of the final amount. The Asurim Lazarim, and they are Asur for non Kohanim or members of the household of Kohanim to use. Hem Nichse Kohen, they belong to the Kohen. They are Mamish property of the Kohen, meaning the Kohen could use it to get married. He'd use it to, for his investments, his private investment accounts. And they are butl in 101. As we mentioned before, this Lashon Olin means even though Lamaisa, that one scoop of Truma that fell into 100 scoops of Hulin, Lamaisa, it's butl, but we still take one out to give it to the Kohen, so we're still giving something to the Kohen as a replacement. Ut'unin, and they require Rechitzat Yadaim, Vaharev Shemesh. Rechitzat Yadaim we're familiar with. That's Al Natilat Yadaim. And the reason for this is that Yadaim rabbinically uh, 
uh, our Shniot Latuma, or a second level, second degree uh, ritual impurity, because people are always touching stuff, and the stuff they're touching, they're not always aware of what they're touching. So we assume that practically always, unless you just washed your hands and had things in mind, or you just went to the mikveh, then your hands probably touch something tame. So before you handle truma, you have got to wash them to remove that tuma. And all of us, for almost 2,000 years, even people who are not Kohanim, even the Yisraelim and Levim, have been washing our hands as a reminder for the Kohanim to handle their truma only after Nehidayim. Of course, it's a reminder also to always eat. We know the Shem Shemayim, not to be eating, you know, just to fill our stomachs, but to be eating to have the energy to serve Hashem and learn His Torah. And as a reminder that there will be even more detailed laws of Tuma and Tahira that will apply when we have our holy temple and we have to mamish get all the way Tahor to eat from Karbanot. The Harav Shemesh. Harav Shemesh is sunset. So if a Kohen touched a Sheretz and now he's Tameh, then he has to go to the mikveh that day, but he can't eat Truma right away. He has to wait for nightfall. Harav Shemesh, the, the setting of the sun. This is the topic of the first Mishnah in Shas, the Mishnah about when we recite Shema. In the Arav, that's Harev Shemesh, that's when the Kohanim go and eat their truma for dinner. Mishnah wraps up, Hare Elu B'Truma Bikorim. These laws apply both to regular truma, truma gadola, and the Bikorim. And Bikorim follow the same laws. So the Bikorim, the Kohanim need to wash their hands and hold them to the standards of Tuma and Zahara of uh, truma. And non-Kohanim are punished for eating them and would have to pay a penalty. But these chumrots, these stringencies, do not apply to Meiser. Meiser, of course, there's Meiser Rishon, which is given to the Levi, and Meiser Sheni, which we learned about, which is brought to Yerushalayim. And in some years, we have Meiser Ani in place of the Meiser Sheni. Shkoyach Rabozai.